from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Well, you know, I think as a child, the, the books I read definitely shaped my life. And even though they, they may not be uh, profound or anything, the, the books that help you associate reading with fun make a huge effect. So when I was a kid, I loved the Hardy Boys books. I loved uh, the Judy Bloom books and Charlotte's Web, all, you know, a lot of the classics, A Wrinkle in Time. And I know that they shaped me and what I ended up doing in life. And I, I know they've shaped uh, millions of, of kids. Yes, I would say, above all, Walt Whitman's Song of Myself. I think Song of Myself was the greatest poem written in the Western Hemisphere, and it defines the human in a way I don't think you can find in any other literature. It defines a certain kind of American optimism and a belief, <clears throat> unfortunately, that hasn't been fulfilled in all of our population, that we are a single people and a single person, in a sense, that the soul, America's soul, is split up into all of its citizens and even those who are illegal aliens. And it, its vision of America is so rich and powerful I was stunned when I read it, uh, uh, and, the, and the sense of what it means to be human, uh, the joy in one's life, in one's body, in one's friends, one's beloved, one's children, is expressed so exquisitely. It's just amazing. You know, I think the question of books that shaped the country and the question of books that shaped me are really the same question because the country, of course, is comprised of individuals. And, and I look back to my childhood because that's when I was first, of course, exposed to books and began to be shaped into the individual that I became. Uh, and the one that always comes to my mind is a book that I think people don't remember now, perhaps, but it was called The Yearling. My mother read it to me. I was eight or nine years old. And I was drawn into that story by my mother's voice and into that world which was so different from my world, but I became, for the time I listened to that book, I became uh, a boy in a Florida swamp. But the thing I remember most clearly was the fact that my mother began to cry when she was reading the book. And it was the first time I'd ever seen my mother weep. And it wasn't until I became an adult that I realized she was weeping for herself uh, and that the book had brought that about and that a book had that power, but I remember lying there in my bed watching my mother dab her eyes while she read of that boy. And it was a, really a pivotal moment in my childhood. Did that shape America? Perhaps not, but it was a little piece of a slice of America, and it shaped me. Uh, as a child, yes. Um, my mother had a policy, no comic books. And uh, once we uh, got past the Nancy Drew stage, she wanted us to go on to the Pride and Prejudice stage, and we weren't ready. And um, I was at sea, and it was a librarian, actually, in the public library who guided me. And um, 
she, she kind of hesitantly but guided me to books that generally boys would have preferred and those were sports biographies which were great for me because in those days there was not a lot of good children's nonfiction and also uh, The Last of the Mohicans by James Fenimore Cooper which really had a, an influence on me as a child because uh, of the drama, the adventure, the uh, inclusion of what today we call diverse populations, um, but you know the uh, the indigenous uh, Native Americans, and uh, I love that book. I would I would mention *To Kill a Mockingbird* is a book that uh, certainly shaped me as a person and then as a writer and I think this country as well and, and, and I'm sure the ripples went out beyond this country. Um, it's, you know, it's, I think it's 53 years old now, the book, and um, at its center is a character, Atticus Finch, and um, it's, he's the embodiment of, of a very American character who um, is willing to sacrifice to do the right thing. He's willing to put himself at risk, even his family, to do the right thing. And, that, and I read that when I was 12, and it's a very, uh, you know, addictive kind of character trait. And I think all these years later, the books I write are hopefully, uh, I mean, it might be totally different types of characters, but when push comes to shove, they're characters that will do the right thing and risk themselves to do it. And, uh, you know, I think I got it out of that book. And I think there's a lot of the American character wrapped up in that as well. Well, I can share with you a book that shaped my world for sure was A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. I think the way it shaped my world is it was one of the first books that uh, really, uh, really showed a child in an urban world. I grew up in Chicago, and I'm a Chicago public school teacher, proud to be one, and I... I really was excited to read about a girl whose life sort of reflected mine and I think it just goes to show how important it is that there are books out there that reflect all different socioeconomic groups, all different races, ethnicities and situations. A couple. When I was a girl I fell in love with Louisa May Alcott's books and she was a spinster Massachusetts um, woman whose work with she, her life couldn't have been more different from mine and to be a black girl in Gary, Indiana, a steel town, reading about the lives of little women, about little girls, little white girls who had this, who would have sisters, I only had brothers, this familial bond um, before the Civil War, and to feel so connected to them and to relate to them so powerfully was really powerful for me and taught me about the universality of sisterhood and of siblings and of love and family support. And the other book I think about is Their Eyes Were Watching God, Zora Neale Hurston, which was the first book I read by a black woman that had that much love and that much passion and that much creativity. And it was so beautifully written that I couldn't imagine writing anything so beautifully, beautiful and so soulful, but I could imagine trying. And so I felt powerfully influenced by her voice. And that Alice Walker rediscovered her and brought her to the national consciousness again is so wonderful because I love voices that are suffused with love and with hope as opposed to more negative emotions. So. I, I think a book that really changed the whole course of my life literally and got me into making picture books showed me kind of what the form was capable of 
uh, is a book called The Stinky Cheese Man, um, yeah, which was written by too. John Sheska, who was actually the Library of Congress's first national ambassador of children's literature. Um, I read that book. It actually came out when I was a kid. Um, but I, as a kid, my mom bought me all of my books at garage sales. And um, so I grew up mostly with children's books of the kind of 50s through 1970s, um, the previous generation's books, um, which were all great books. And it was a golden age in picture books. But I, I missed this amazing book, The Stinky Cheese Man. And I read it when I was in college. And it really dovetailed with everything that I was studying in school. But to also, I mean, it's, and it's really like high metafiction, complex literary tricks. And I read it to my four-year-olds. And to watch these preschoolers get it and get the jokes for the same reasons I was getting the jokes, it was amazing to see. Um, and, and that book made me decide to write picture books. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, uh, John Sheska is, is uh, one of the big reasons I'm in this business, too. He and Lane Smith is, you know, the author and illustrator, and, and William Joyce. Just a few people back in the, the 80s uh, are the, the reason that I wanted to do this as well. Uh, off the top of my head, Corduroy is a wonderful book about a little bear who needs a home. And that, I feel like uh, that's something that every child needs is the feeling that there's someone to care for you and someone to look out for you and someone to sort of take you and uh, Corduroy starts out sort of lonely all by himself out in the world but there's that one special person that one special girl who comes and adopts him so I feel like that's something that really touched me deeply and something that I want to achieve in my work as well. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.